All right. We are back. We are back for our latest episode of Drunk on the Birds. Uh, this is episode 36. Uh, we are going to talk all things uh, Eagles-Jets. We're going to talk the, the end of the season, the divisional matchups. Uh, you know, we're we're excited to be – yeah, we got Nick, Nick the Daddy back in the house, back from his uh, sabbatical. That's right. Um, and then we got uh, we got our, our our buddy Chip Chip from the Birds Chip for the Birds from the the AAT Birds the All Authentic Sports Talk Network. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Um, that, it's almost but, like you practiced that. That was so good. You know, listen. <laughs> if you could only see the behind the scenes stuff, we got about two minutes in where I was doing the reads for the sponsors before uh, I got the heads up from Chip that. Uh, we ain't live yet, so um, you know. Good to have, good to have everybody back. We got uh, a couple people. We got Jay uh, and uh, and Chris checking in. Uh, Jay is already asking what happened to your mustache, you. So he mustached you a question. So I, we have we have elves in our house, and whilst I was sleeping, they decided that they were no longer a fan of the mustache, and they they trimmed it whilst I was sleeping. Got you. Got you. Those, well, listen. those mischievous elves we have. <laughs> um, listen, we got uh, so, some uh, we got we got to thank our sponsors first. Right. We got our our lots of rain luxury watches that uh, you if you go on there, you check out some of their their uh, wristwear for the holiday season. Check out. Check them out. They got some uh, some really cool uh American made, manufactured, everything in the states. We got uh, some really cool stuff, and it's really and it's affordable. It's really nice stuff. Um, and then, actually, we have uh, a new sponsor. Um, we are now going to be uh, using Team Clicks uh, as our one of our sponsors. And Team Clicks is a new uh, startup company that has uh, eyewear that is specifically sports related. So if you're looking for eyewear that is directly related to your teams, to your, to a specific sport, uh, you're going to check them out uh, at you know, teamclicks.com slash DOB. Um, if you use that link, that'll, uh, that'll make sure that you know, they're, they're checking in with us to make sure that we're getting the, the, the sponsorship and, uh, and you're getting some really cool stuff. And, from what I can see, they have interchangeable parts. So you can buy the one set of glasses yeah. and get your your Eagles, your Phillies, your Flyers, your Sixers, and interchange those uh, those pieces. Uh, really cool, really good uh, stuff, and you know, we're excited to be uh, partnering with them. Um, also, uh, just re- reminded that you know if you're trying to interact with us, you know the the. Facebook and YouTube is where you're going to want to find the. That's where we'll see those comments. So if you're uh, if you're trying to connect with us, uh, you want to head over to to Facebook or, or YouTube uh, until Twitter gets that stuff fixed. They're uh, never getting it fixed. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm convinced. My my conspiracy theory is that they're not going to fix it because they're trying to push the Twitter Spaces, which kind of allows them to control that medium. Um. Just my conspiracy theory. Uh, I think you're probably right. But on to conspiracy theories. The Eagles Jets recap. Um, oh God. What, what Nick? Nick, what are your thoughts? I mean, that's what you should do to a team you're far better than. Um, they came out flat on defense, right? Having to match touchdown for touchdown. Um, Jets just, you know, signed a new kicker. That showed, right? Missed the first three extra points. Kind of crazy. Yeah, he's no longer their kicker. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they just signed him on Friday. He never practiced. Don't know why they cut the other kicker. It is what it is. Kickers are volatile in the sport. Um, I've always been a Jake Elliott hater. So he's proved me wrong this year. But I still have yet to see him kick in a big spot and make it. So until he does that, he still sucks. Um, uh I've heard a lot of stuff. I, I tuned into some of the radio today. I've been checking, you know, Bleacher Report and, you know, all the stuff on Instagram. And people are already starting with the, you know, the city loves the backup quarterback. Now, granted, long term, me, from what I see, both of these quarterbacks are backup quarterbacks in the league. 
That's how I, that's what I both see them as. Neither one of them has the elite arm talent. Um, neither one of them has the prototypical frame, right? They, Minshew does things better than Hertz, and Hertz does things better than Minshew, right? Hertz's legs are elite, um, and he, he his ability to make plays with his feet and and that type of the big play upside is probably higher with Hertz. But Minshew sees the field better. His pre snap reads are better. He's ten times more of an accurate passer. Arm talent, he's a little bit better, but neither one of them have you know that elite arm that we look for. Uh, you know. His his numbers kind of show that he 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 can win some games. He he won a won some pretty, you know, won a good amount of games with a really bad franchise right down there in Jacksonville. So, you know, it's good to see him step in. I think that the Eagles should go back to Hertz just because they still need to see right. what he is. Even though I don't know how you guys definitely feel on it. My I've never wavered that I don't think he's the guy long term. I think that. You know, the front office of the Eagles probably does realize that. The issue becomes going forward, what do you do? Um, that's really what I took out of the game because, you know, you should beat the Jets. Defense kind of stepped up in the second half. Right. Defensive line has been a disappointment all year. I think they're the they're one of the weakest parts of this whole team. They've been bad all season, which was going into the year was supposed to be a strength, right? Right. It was supposed to be their, their strong point. Yeah, and you're talking about how much money you have – you know, entrenched in that defensive line between Sweat, Cox, and Hargraves, they're all making a ton of money, right? right. Barnett's a first-round pick. So it's it's unsettling to see them, I guess, regress because they haven't – they're not even just where they were last year. They're worse, right? So they've, they've moved they're, from – They're, they're a year older. Yeah, they do, now they don't double Cox anymore because he has no – he doesn't even look like he's trying hard ever. It drives me nuts. Now they double Hargrave. And then Cox doesn't do anything. Barnett is a walking penalty. He's a walking liability. He stinks. And then Sweat has just been, what has he done since the first couple games and a couple sacks early in the year? He got the extension. He hasn't done anything, right? So that's what I took from this game is they beat that team they should have beat. They're going to go into a bye week. They're going to be all happy because they're six and seven. That's great, right? They probably won as many games as we thought they were going to win. And now people are talking about, the quarterback stuff when they should be talking about being realistic with this team. Right. So it, we'll get into we'll more. That's fine. I, I, listen, I, I think you, you saw, you know, now what you have in Minshew, right? You've got a guy that can be your backup, a guy that can step in and win you a game. Yeah. But he's not more offense for sure. Right. And, and to now, and to be able to, the fact that they were able to get him for a six round pick, and have he still under contract for the next two seasons, you've now solidified that position and it gives you the flexibility to be able to say, all right, even if Hertz is, you know, we know he's not Mr. Right, right, but he can be Mr. Right now. He can win you games. There are things, like you said, Nick, there are things that he does well. Um, but I think you you found out exactly what, you had you you needed one game to know that you've got a guy that can come in and win you a game. Chip. So there was a lot. I mean, and again, we have to the same way when we played the Falcons the first week of the season and we dominated the Falcons and everyone started, you know, planning their vacations to Broad Street um, for a Super Bowl parade. We have to take a step back. It's still the Jets. The Jets are a really bad football team with a coach who's a complete head case. Let's call that like it is. Dude lost his ever-loving mind, and I was getting annoyed that they were giving giving him as much face time as they were. Totally different side note. The Eagles beat the Jets. That's what you're supposed to do. Gardner Minshew went in, played a really great first half, and then they committed to the run game in the second half. So he didn't even play a great full game. He played a great first half against a bad defense. And then the team did what it had to do. My thing that I've been saying all week is Jalen Hurts is by far the better athlete, the better leader. He's not a better quarterback. But what we saw even last night with the Patriots game is you don't technically need a quarterback to win football games. No, you don't. You do not need a quarterback to win football games. Mac Jones gets credit for a win by throwing the ball. Three times, but but Chip, the that in order to win games in December, January, February, sure. you need 
like you need the guy that's going to be able to cut it through, you know, the the defense, Nick, you you know, you spoke 100%. in the past, Nick, about guys that, you know, being able to get the ball to the hash and get the ball to the numbers. And I don't know, it's hard because you 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 see flashes of things that he does well. But it's like that analogy where, you know, you, you've got all the intangibles of things that he does well, but the most important thing, he doesn't do well. And that that takes away from win games. Know, that's the most important thing. That's the most important thing. Does he win games? Jalen Hurts is a proven leader. And the one thing that I said is with Jalen Hurts, okay, so maybe he's not a good thrower of the football yet because he's not. Right. But out of everybody in the NFL, I trust him more than almost every other quarterback to become better. You know what I mean? He will work harder. He will do what he needs to do. Now, the question is, does Philadelphia have the patience to wait for him? to which I've been asking a lot of people is the quarterback of the future. And when I say the future, the next five to seven years is the quarterback of the future on the Eagles roster right now. No, no, not because, and it's not necessarily because, because Hertz couldn't be that guy. I think if you have an elite team, like if he was on a really good team, Mm -hmm. sure. You know what I mean? But right, those those weaknesses aren't as showcased. Exactly, right. it's like the Trent Dilfer on the Ravens. Right, he wasn't great, but they were so won a Super good Bowl. Joe Flacco won exactly. a Super Bowl. Yeah, you Brad you Johnson did. won a Super Bowl. And the, the thing with Hertz is, you know, four ter- four picks against the Giants like that can't happen. Like Minshew would never throw four picks in a game. You know what I mean? So like, I get what you're saying. He's not the better quarterback. Is he a better athlete? Right. A better leader? Yeah, probably for but sure. That goes a lot to game plan too. That that game plan with Jalen Hurts should never have happened against the Giants. Yeah. That was the wrong game plan. Yeah, but then they also did the same thing this week. Where why is Jalen Rager playing more snaps than Devontae Smith? It literally makes zero sense. How, do, how does how does Smith only have four targets and this and is two catches? Like this, you've got to get him double digit targets. It, it goes back to what we said well, before. Also, yeah, well, also during practices, remember Devontae Smith isn't getting a lot of reps with Gardner Minshew, so there's a comfort factor with tight ends. There's a well, first off, you knew that the tight end was going to have a huge day because number one, the jets don't stop the tight end. Yeah. Like this all whole season, but also quarterbacks rely on the tight end until they feel comfortable slinging it. Gardner Minshew felt comfortable with the tight end. You look at a lot of targets to Quez Watkins. You look at a lot of targets. You know, he had a couple targets to Jalen Rager. You look at a lot of targets to running backs coming out of the backfield. Devonte Smith is a number one receiver. He works with the number one quarterback that only just started that relationship. Really? Because Jalen Hurts has been very healthy. That only just started that relationship this week in practice. I mean, yeah, that's part of it. But like you said, the coach, the coach's game plan has been, you know, like the Jets, it was probably right for Minshew. Like that was the right game plan. You let him let him get going, get comfortable. Obviously, the defense didn't help him, so they had to score right back to back to back. They mm-hmm. didn't have a choice because the defense didn't stop anybody. Um and then they let, and you know, Minshew's accurate, right? He's not going to turn. He's not going to put you in a bad spot. He can scramble a little bit, move around, but he's gonna he's gonna see the field better. He's gonna be able to read the defense and make some plays. It's great. The Giants' game plan was terrible. It's it was also, awful. It's, it seems like this is like the anti Bill Belichick, right? Like if he knows Sirianni went in that game knowing, like, okay, you've been running the ball so well. You you just ran. You dominated the Saints on the ground. You know, you were on a streak running. It was like I think it was like 175 yards, right, or 150 yards, like five straight games, something crazy. So six, you run the ball six, so good. Six, you're playing six, a bad team in games. your division. Yeah, you're playing a bad team in your division. Don't give them a ch- don't give them any sign of hope, right? Run mm-hmm. the ball down their throat. So it's almost like he's like, well, they think I'm going to run the ball, so let's switch it up. Now, dude, make them stop you. It's just the right, right mindset. You try to get cute, but like that's what I'm saying. A winning coach. Doesn't do that. They say, okay, here's what I got. Stop me if you can. Let's see if you can stop right. me. Just like last night, we saw that, right? They said, listen, I'm going to give the ball to Damian Harris 15 times and Stevenson 15 times. Stop me. Go ahead. Yeah. You and they did not. Out. And they couldn't stop it. So it's good. Game planning does, does you know, matter a lot. I mean, there's a lot to digest. Now, the, the thing is, is do we trust Howie and Lori to make that right decision, right? That's I, I trust Howie to build offensive linemen through the draft. Well, that's because he's got the best offensive that's, coach on the planet, too. That, but right, it's making decisions based on what you have available to you. 
So right now we have a young coach who wants to be the play caller. He wants to do these things and he wants to be the smartest guy in the room. And he wants to talk about flowers and he wants to, that's all great. I don't, Nick Sirianni is going through a very clear cut first year head coaching ups and downs miscues. It's obvious. Mm-hmm. What needs to happen though in Philadelphia though, is people have to give Jalen Hurts a chance to also go through those ups and downs. And the second, and I do mean the second we traded for Gardner Minshew, the cult following began and it's fine. You know, he's fun and you know, he's, he's wearing his American shorts and he's freedom and he's the mustache and it's great. It's a mania. It's a craze, but one good half against the Jets and you unseat the guy who you gave the job to. Yeah. And you I don't expect that, him to get it back. That's that's insane. You can't I think do that's, that. That's that's I mean, that's only seated in like fan perception. Right. I think in that building, I think they all they said, know they said flat out, is he healthy? Is Jalen Hurts a quarterback? Yes. Yeah. Move on. Move the on. problem right. is that they did this before the bye week, which gives two weeks. Of this ridiculousness. Oh, yeah. Two weeks of it. And they're right. going to say, what well, he played so good, we should give him another chance. I've heard that argument, too. And I'm like, listen, Jalen we don't Hurts want this has, team. Jalen Hurts played well. <laughs> ultimately, do we want the Eagles to make the playoffs? That's what it comes down to. And it's like, yes, you but do. But I want them to earn it. I don't want them to do, like, I, last season, when it was, you know, somebody had to win the NFC East. Mm-hmm. No. I didn't. I No. I didn't want to be that team that somebody gets in there from the NFC East because they have to. This season, if they get in, it's because they earned a wild card spot because you're not unseating the, the Cowboys. So if they get in, it's because they earned a wild card spot. It's a difference in perception. You know, Carson Wentz, yes, he he needed the he he needed the experience in the playoffs, and then you know he well then he gets hurt. You know, yeah, Peterson had already won a Super Bowl, so he already had the experience in the playoffs. I didn't need that last season. I want to see Nick Sirianni coach under the big under the big lights. I want to see Jalen Hurts play in the playoffs. I want to see this team make a playoff push if they earn it. I don't want to be there just for the sake of somebody wins the NFC East. Listen, I think the we talked about like at the at the beginning of the year, the goal was to find out what you had in all these players. Right. right? That's all. That's it. Especially with Hurts. What better environment to find out what Hurts actually has than to have him playing meaningful games? If you would have said at the end of the season, we're going to be able to have four meaningful division games to end the season. What a better environment to find out what you actually have in that guy. Like, could he potentially be that guy? He's going to face the same division team, right? Within three weeks, he's going to face the same Washington team, which is going to be a test, right? So that seems, that seems, that seems hot lately, right? Like you, you're giving him the the perfect scenario to say, like, what do you actually got? Like, do you have the stones to be able to 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 go down to DC and win a game on the road when you need to win? Do you have the the chance to redeem yourself in a game against the Giants at home? You know, that right. that Cowboys game is gonna depend the how meaningful that game is for them is gonna depend on you know, they're obviously going to have that division wrapped up by that point. So are you facing Cooper Cup, right? Or are they are they fighting for the number one seed? Co- in Cooper the, Rush. The only place we're playing Cooper, Cooper Cup is in, is in the playoffs. Let's, well, listen, I, let's, let's rate, get there. At this rate, Cooper Cup could probably play wide receiver for the Rams and quarterback for the Cowboys. The way he's putting up points. Yeah. I, I just well, – it's 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 very difficult because we said at the beginning of the season Jalen Hurts needs a full season of games to see if he's the guy. And then you look at the bigger picture. Okay, well we're gonna have the three first round picks. Is there anybody better in the draft? No. Is there anybody better in free agency that's going to actually come here? No. So more than likely, Jalen Hurts is also your quarterback next season too. It's probably the most likely scenario. Yeah, based on what's available. And now those three picks, they went from all being top 15 to now they're going to be all in the 20s most likely. Yeah, right? they're mid-range. So now do you compile them to get the top 10? Or so. so, I mean. But Adam Adam brings up a really important point here. You know, Jalen's going to keep the job, but his leash got exponentially shorter in the eyes of the fan base. 
in the eyes of the fan base, not in the eyes of the coaching staff. And I know that there was the report recently where, you know, how he's not as sold on and, and, you know, whatever. I'm not even paying attention to the next, the latest Jeff McLean report. What I am saying is the fan base calling for his head is the same reason why Carson Wentz was run out of town because he couldn't hack it. Now I think Jalen Hurts' mental fortitude is a lot tougher than Carson Wentz's ever will be. Um, but we're currently doing the same thing with Ben Simmons. Again, rightfully so. We're currently doing – I mean, this is what the, the the Philadelphia fan base does, and we kind of need to stop. we got to let these players develop. It's never going to happen, though. It won't ever happen, but it's what <laughs> needs to happen. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, the thing with them saying that Howie's not so sold now, I bash Howie. I think Howie's the main culprit for this entire culture of the organization, all of the – the miscues with draft picks and where the team is now is all his fault. But mm-hmm. the right thing for him to do is tell – he should be saying that he's not sold on anybody, right, because he's his job is to make the team better. So, right. I mean, listen, people people say all they want, but if, like, Aaron Rodgers is like, listen, you know, I'm thinking about coming to the Eagles, you can't say no. He's the best – he's the most – he's the most gifted quarterback that's ever played football, period. It's not even a big <laughs> So, All right, so wait, we, hold, wait, hold on. I, I disagree. You got to go Peyton Manning when we talk about the quarterback position. Gifted? Throwing the ball. There's things Throwing that the Aaron Rodgers can do. And the cerebral assassin of it all. There's yeah. there's things that Aaron Rodgers can do that Peyton Manning could never do. Right. And Aaron Rodgers can do everything that Peyton can do. Regardless, you have to let these guys hit their skill sets. You no, got to let these guys work. My point, my point is that he his job is to always try to make every position better, right? right. Sure. So but I don't want an almost 40 whatever year old Aaron Rodgers for one season. No, I'm not saying yeah, I mean, if you can get him, he's 37, right? So if he says I'll play for three years, okay, but your roster's not there. So ultimately they shouldn't right. be looking at that if you're smart. You Correct. Say, he should Correct. be going to Denver. He should be going to Denver, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. um, a place Pitt- like that where they have receivers and a defense, right? Or San Francisco, right? Somewhere like mm-hmm. that. Like what? It's going to be the same thing with Russell Wilson because Russell, they're going to change coaches. They, they need to turn over, right? So, like, would I take Russell Wilson? I mean, he looked much better that it looks like he's healthy now. He's only 32 or 33, right? Same age as me. So, he's not that old. But the only guy that I want that everybody bashed me for is Deshaun Watson because he's a no. creep, but he's fucking good. <laughs> really? He's, he's really never going to play good. football in the NFL again. And I think that that's wrong because people do worse stuff. Agreed, right. but Mike, it's 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 what's going to happen. Michael Vick went to jail, bro. He was literally yeah. killing dogs. He went to jail and he came back and everybody loved him. So it's like not saying that what one's doing is better than the other, but if he doesn't go to jail for this, then I think him not playing the NFL again is unrealistic because the NFL rewards people for doing dumb shit all the time. Yeah. All because the time. he can play, right? Because they're like, well, he can play. Well, he's, he's only 25. Yeah. He's yeah, still he's, he's, he's young really and he's talented. And he's got. But I mean, like, look, Ben Roethlisberger literally got got charged for raping a woman, right? People forget about that, and he ended up winning two Super Bowls, and he's got a long career. He's going to be a Hall of Famer, and nobody even talks about that now, right? Because he's an old man, and he stinks now. But it's like the NFL; people forget quick. If you if he comes here and he balls if, out, people are if gonna, you people win, aren't going to care. Yeah, if, if you, you win, win yeah, which is why Jalen hurts. If he simply just goes in and wins some games, you have to shut up about this. Like, you have yeah. to let. Listen, if he if he if he wins if he wins how many games? Got left five. Right, five, five. So if he wins three of five and they get in, like, or even four or five, because the Cowboys might rest people and they get in the playoffs, I feel like that earns him. You know, he he should get next season for sure. Right, I think I think that that's fair, especially if he plays well. Now, if he plays bad and the team wins in spite of him because they're playing the Redskins twice, they're playing the Giants one more time, right? So like, and they're playing Dallas. They have four games left. They have four games left. Yeah. So they so if they win, in spite of him, all right, that's another story. But if he plays well. And they get to the playoffs, and he looks at least decent in the playoffs. He's not scared of the moment. He makes some plays. He doesn't cost them the game. I think that should earn him, you know, another year. But we've been told the way this organization runs, they run a run an offense like the Chiefs. Okay, but who else runs an offense like the Chiefs? Just the Chiefs. Yeah, because they have Patrick Mahomes. There's a reason for that. They have Patrick Mahomes. They have one of the best tight ends ever. They have one of the best receivers ever. Right. So it's like. They have three key pieces that are really good. And plus, Andy Reid is one of the greatest offensive coaches ever, right? Right. Even right. though I think that he's beloved here and he shouldn't be because he won nothing. So regardless, that's another conversation. But you need to 
you need to give this kid time probably, right? Now, if they build – that's what I'm saying. Use these three first-round picks. Get get it you – know, you need a corner or a safety. You need a linebacker for sure. Yeah. Go get the best linebacker. Build we're the not drafting – we've learned we're not drafting a linebacker in the first round, though. But that's – and that's – We are – and that's dumb and it's wrong, but you are aware that that's not going to – They're going to draft, gonna draft another wide receiver. I don't think it's happened since like it's like either 87 or 74, 78, something like that. The last first round linebacker they took because they've gotten lucky with some, right? Like Jerry Robinson uh, is the last guy that they yeah, picked. Like, like Seth Joyner wasn't a first round pick. Uh, Trotter no. wasn't a first round pick. And no, like these all guys, guys have, were these second, guys third day well. Yeah, these guys have played well. Um, and they've really just neglected the position in the time where the league now you need good linebackers. It's just. And that's what I think that's part of Gannon's issue, right? He was in Indianapolis where he has one of the best linebackers in the league with Leonard. Yeah. Right. Who could, who was calling all the plays and he could dissect the plays. He doesn't have that now. You're going to, you're going to trust Alex Singleton to do that. No, thank you. Well, yeah. Alex Singleton's role got, you know, decreased so significantly when you started seeing guys like Davion Taylor and you started seeing guys like, um, you know, TJ Edwards. You saw, I mean, even, um, any of them, any of the linebackers, yeah. all, we're all better than Alex Singleton. Alex Singleton is a great Ike Reese style player. Put him on special teams and mop up duty. Yeah, he'll play. He'll play hard. He'll make some. He's. I think he's like. I mean, top, I like. I like Singleton. I think he's top five or six in tackles in the league too. I have to check. He's got over hundred he, tackles right now. He always does. But it's because he finishes plays and he plays hard. Right, and and Nick, like the their their inability to be able to address that position is twofold, right? Because they missed with Metcalf and Jefferson, right? Then they have to double back with Arcega Whiteside and Rager. And then but then them having to take those wide receivers in those years also negates them the ability to be able to draft a guy like Parsons. Right? You if you hit on Jefferson early or you know if you hit on Metcalf, you know, a couple years ago you don't need to address that position in the first round, which now allows you to take, you know, the the Patrick Sertain, right? It allows you to maybe take Asante Samuel Jr. Mm-hmm. You can take Micah Parsons. You can, but missing on those picks, like it was Lions esque. It, it's it's something that sets your organization back right five to six years every time. Justin Jefferson goes off the way he does and you see Jalen Rager not able to catch a pass not able to catch a pass every time you see DK Metcalf now he's kind of having a down season but it's nothing compared to what JJ Arcega Whiteside's got no he blocks very well Chip okay be nice he does and if you want to convert him to a tight end i will not object to it i think him in the tight end position as a blocker who then turns around and can be a receiving tight end i think that's genius i think that's what extended jordan matthews career for another five minutes or so but that's not what the game plan is as of right now so instead he's being linked to dk metcalf and will be his entire career here in philadelphia i think guys like jalen rager and deke and and jj arcega whiteside cannot be successful here simply by comparison. Right. I, I think those are two guys that you might see in the offseason that they try to move on from, right? Those are guys that are going to, you know, kind of cut their losses and be able to send them somewhere else. I mean, who wants Jalen Rager, though? Everything that he's put on tape has been garbage. Correct. Who knows? Somebody will take somebody Listen, will take I, a flyer on him. Somebody will I, take a flyer on him. Yeah, when I say move on, I'm not saying you're getting like you're 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 gonna be lucky if you get a late six, seven pick no, at all. No one is tr- no one is right. trading for these guys. So I mean listen, that, that being said, what what are your thoughts going into these last four weeks? Because they've got so they're they're three out of the three out of the four games are home games, they're all division games. They're going to need help in order to be able to acquire that seventh spot. What's realistic for them in those last four weeks? So for me, it's really simple, and it hasn't changed. Two weeks ago, we went against the Giants, and I said, with the Giants, the Jets, two with Washington, who was missing their best defensive player, 
and they don't really have a quarterback, even though he's kind of just willing them to win. Another one against the Giants. Out of those five games, they should have gone 5-0. and And then you go and you face off for the NFC East in Dallas or definitely a, you know, a wild card berth. Yeah. That hasn't changed. Okay. That hasn't changed. There is no reason why this Eagles team, if they do what they do well, does not beat Washington twice, beat the Giants once, and are competitive against a team in Dallas who's probably resting their starters. That's just what it is. Yeah. Nick, what do you think? I just want to be clear. They took just they took Jay Jaw, right, over Metcalf, Deontay Johnson, and Terry McLaurin. Just just to be honest, okay? So think about that. They watched before we even get to that, they watched tape and saw that this guy is better than those three. Deontay Johnson and McLaurin. Like DK aside, they're they're all three of them are three of what the top twelve receivers in the league based yeah, on ability. Absolutely. If they all like, it's just crazy. But I, I agree with Chip. They this team, if they play their best, they should get in the playoffs. Washington is playing very hot right now. They're dangerous, right? They have a really good. They found it. They found it both. I mean, I think losing McKissick actually might have helped them because now they're forced to actually run the ball more and mm-hmm. use Gibson the way that he should be being used. And they're not doing the old gimmicky stuff. I mean, Logan Thomas just got hurt, so that hurts them. They just got him back. But they have a legit wide receiver. So I want to see Darius Slay, who talks a big game. Right, He's been good all year. He's had a Pro Bowl season. He's I'm I'm sorry. He's had a Pro Bowl season flat out. Okay, so shut him down two weeks in a row. And then I want you to, you know, talk your shit, bro. Shut him down. Talk your shit. Good. You deserve it if you do that. And then – if we play Dallas, I don't want to see him on Amari Cooper. I want to see him shut down CD Lamb. That's what they should be doing. So I want Jonathan Gannon to step up too, right? And say, we're going to play man. I want my best corner, just like the Raiders used to do with Namdi when they had him back in the day. They put Namdi on their best receiver, Revis, same thing. Put Revis on the best player and eliminate him for an entire game. And then see if the Redskins can beat you without Terry McLaurin and Taylor Heineke. He has a lot of uh, – he's got some Minshew to him, right? He, he scr- he'll make some big plays. He does some boneheaded stuff sometimes. Um, it's just crazy. They're playing better without both of their pro ball defensive ends. They lose Chase Young and Sweat hasn't played, and they're just they're just rolling right now. Right, because it's the idea that the next guy steps up. See, normally that's what happens in Philadelphia, but it hasn't really happened. Like Herbig, when he's had to go in at center. He's been bad. Has been not only bad, has been atrocious. Yeah. Has been atrocious. But again, talking about the leadership thing, you look at Jalen Hurts. He's the first guy to go over to Herbie like, dude, chill. We're going to be cool. That's leadership. That's leadership. It's not a gimmick. The eyes didn't need to be on. He didn't care. Chill. We got this. And that's what I respect about Jalen Hurts. See that you never saw that with Carson, who just sat on the sideline pouting when he got benched last season. We got it. We're cool. We're cool. But there's no excuse, no excuse to lose to the Giants again. None. No, not not at home. I think, Chip, I think you're on a, like, when you say, like, the only way that you continue to give yourself the opportunity to play meaningful games is by winning, right? And the fact that you've got these division games all at home, all at 1 o'clock, right? You, you control the narrative in That's whether it. or not you get in or not. And I think what a better position to one, see what this coach has to be able to, ha- how are you going to coach your team up for these division games that are vitally important for you to be able to give yourself the opportunity to get in the playoffs. And then you, you get to see what some of these young guys have, which is, again, can we go back to that? The whole purpose of this season was to see what they have. And you're putting them in this environment where they have to perform. I think you, you know the the elevation of God once Ertz left. I think seeing Goddard's role increase. They sh- they need to use him more like they did last week. Yeah, it's they Goddard. do, but they also need to realize that they were real. They they were the tight end position. They were quick to do two things. Number one, they were real quick to get rid of Zach Ertz, which they they shouldn't have done. 
They shouldn't have done. They were also real quick to sign Dallas Goddard to an extension when at that time he hadn't proven anything. Now, same thing we're saying about Jalen Hurts. He had a good game against the Jets. But now we're in December, going into January. If he does not play good football, then that is a you need to go out and look for a legitimate tier one tight end. The Ooh. thing with the thing with Ertz, yeah, I, I think Ertz he could still play, obviously. But I said this before, Chip. Me and a couple of my buddies said this before. The Eagles have a problem with keeping guys. It's always it's a Philadelphia organization thing. They keep guys too long. After for Ertz sure. that career, after he had that career year, you could have got a first round pick for him. You should have traded him that. That's what Belichick would have did. Mm-hmm. Trade him, get a first round pick for him. They could have flipped that because they drafted Goddard anyway. I mean, that's the plan anyway. So not, but at that point, like in the middle of the year, I probably agree. Like he should have just rode out with him, and he would have helped them right now, especially because he's shown for Arizona. All he's doing is catching touchdowns, right? Yeah. I mean, he's he's a solid player for them. They they need to. Run the ball. It's going to be December football. It's going to be yeah. cold. Stick to what works, Mr. Sirianni, okay? Don't and you have an offensive food. line. You have an offensive line that likes to hit people in the mouth. They do. My, lot, of, is, my lot has become a dirty player, and I love it every second of it. One of Dickerson's biggest issues, even going back to college, is his pass blocking was questionable. So when you put him in the game, and the first plays that you do are pass, 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 and he's getting knocked on his ass, 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 you have to make the adjustment. Now you make the switch and you let him go run block. He's destroying people. Kelsey getting out on the edge, destroying people. Even Herbig's getting in there now. You have to allow these. We have, in my opinion, one of the top three offensive lines in all of football. I mean, it's provided big. they get the it's opportunity to attack. Yeah. It's by it's by far their strongest position group. Kelsey's probably, still, Kelsey's probably still their best overall player on the team. He is. Yeah. And a certified, and I've, I've every podcast I go on, even everyone I do, Jason Kelsey is an NFL Hall of Famer. Absolutely. Yeah. He has revolutionized the center position. He's he's yeah. at his best, like you're saying. He he gets out in the second level. His he does everything very well. Obviously, he calls the defense to the quarterback. He's always done that. When he gets out and run blocking, he gets at a second level. He's so good. Like he he's yeah. faster than you think he is, but you look at me like oh he's small, but he's he's strong, man. He he never he doesn't get knocked over. No, nope. he's a beast. And that whole that's what I'm saying. Like you dick like dick like they're talking about drafting Dickerson and maybe moving him to center at some point. I like him at left guard though. Like he's I like him at guard. Getting better, especially next to Mylotta. They're two yeah. two studs. Right, they're gonna have to eventually because Herbig can he play center? I'm sure no. if he really worked at it, maybe. No. But you need – it's the mindset, too, of a center, right? And neither can Tom Allo. Like, he's not the answer there either. You have to go out and get a legitimate center that is in the same – like Cesar Ruiz a couple of years ago. I was like, that's the guy. You yeah. need, he, And they have him playing right guard. Like, he's playing right guard where he's at. So, you can't go from where Jason Kelsey is – to a Herbig style, old school, 90s, early 2000s, chunky center. You know, you can't have Jiggles 2.0. No, Hank no, no, really no. cannot be a part of this team. Yeah, I mean, it's just the way the NFL is. Like, these big guys are bigger and faster. All of them. Look at my lot. My lot is a freak, right? They, they, those guys didn't exist in the 90s. Nope. Right? It's like, maybe, I mean, uh, what's his name? John Runyon. I mean, John Runyon was there. Trey Thomas was there. They existed, but the athleticism that my lot is. I mean. It's the size combined with the athleticism you have never seen something like that i mean he's freakish like the way that he can t- the way the kind of the last couple of games the the isolated you know views of him just just toss guys when he's pulling uh and literally just you know the very similar to that play that we saw in the atlanta game early right where he pulls out on the rager touchdown and just destroys somebody i mean he's now doing that on a week to week basis the the way that that line is playing now kind of feeds into Nick what you were just saying, right? That December pound, you know, the ground and pound, you know, make them just stop wear it. Them down. Make them stop right. it. That's what the right. that's literally how the Titans won all those games the last two years. Mm-hmm. Keep feeding Derrick Henry until and, his legs fall off. And look at how the team has fallen off when they didn't have a same tier running back, and they went, "All right, Ryan Tannehill, go out and win us football games." 
but they're, now they're down there for their one and two receivers too. So they're just, they have, it all, they, it all they, went downhill Adrian fast. Peterson wasn't the answer either. No, it all goes downhill fast, but that, that type of offense, it does. That's what wins games in the playoffs. Your quarterback run the ball a ton. Jalen hurts. That all that does is open up play action, opens up deep shots, that's it. easier throwing lanes for Jalen hurts. They need to get Devontae Smith more looks. It doesn't make any they sense. They have to. He's, he's gonna get, he's gotta get he's double double digit looks. All number one, game. all the number one receivers in the league see double digit targets. Cooper Cup gets 13, 14 targets. Chris Godwin, 14, 15 targets. Devontae Adams, 15, 16, 17 targets. Yep. Like Keenan Allen. Just he he's more of a Keenan Allen type than all those because he, he's really good at running those short intermediate routes. Right. Get him the ball. Right, that's you drafted them. You drafted them in the first round, and even like the way that the game plan was set up this past weekend against the Jets, it was quick reads, which is what Jalen Hurts does well. The problem is, is that Jalen Hurts cannot go through his progressions quick enough. Correct. Minshew went through his. He knew what he was looking for. He knew where his safe routes were, and he He got there quick. So mismatches. Yep. Jalen Hurts has got to get better at the intellect, intellectual piece of playing quarterback and the throwing piece of playing quarterback. That's, that's it. Yeah, because in college, right, when you're that athletic, you can get away with not need – it's either one route or, and, you know, at Alabama you had every lineman on that roster is an NFL player. All right. receivers are NFL players. It's running backs are NFL players. You know, so it's like one read. If one of my receivers isn't open, I can tuck it and run. I'm going to be successful. Tim Tebow right like, was a Heisman winning quarterback in college. Vince Young was a was he won the Heisman, right? If yeah. I remember correctly. Yeah, I know you had the right. I know you had the big game against USA. Yeah, but these are guys that didn't have exceptional NFL careers. They were just okay. Right. Well, it's a different, it's a different it's a different game at this level, right? So um Chip, I know you had something you wanted to speak to with your final thoughts. So so I'm going I'm to let you have the floor here. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you, first off, for having me. I do enjoy coming on Drunk on Broad. And Drunk on the Birds makes me very happy. Um, and Adam's last comment, you know, don't forget Jake Elliott. He's kicking great. Yeah, he is. You just have to slide me over. Just slide me over. Do it. Drag. Drag me. No, you leave it on me. You just. Oh, gotcha. Hey, there we go. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Jake Elliott's having a Pro Bowl season as well. All right, my final thoughts are this. I watched this Bills-Patriots game last night. And I'm I'm doing my own show, so I'm not really paying attention. I have the stat book up. so And I look at the stats, and it's halfway through the fourth quarter. And I went, J.D., hold on a second. Mac Jones is one of one for 12 yards. And he finishes the game. Two of three for 19 yards. So, of course, I go, why? They're not going to win. Of course, they win. And I figure out, I go, how? I have to dig into this a little more. The testicles that Bill Belichick continues to show is downright disrespectful. And here's what I mean. Walking into the game last night, Bill Belichick wore a mask. So first off, that was groundbreaking news right there. And it was a Navy mask. He wore a Navy midshipman's mask. If you know anything about college football, you know that Navy... Frozen chip. Chip, we lost you. I'm here, I'm here. I'm here. They throw the ball maybe three times a year. Bill Belichick said flat out all over his face, hey, this is what I'm going to do. And then proceeded to run the ball 46 times last night and win a football game and keeping Buffalo's very good offense off of the field. It was enjoyable. And I say off the field, it was only 32 to 27 minutes time of possession. It was enjoyable. It was a giant dick swing. As Nick said, it was, hey, this is what we're going to do. I dare you to stop it. And they didn't. It was Bill Belichick just continues to win football games with just okay football players, but he gets the best out of them. And that to me, I hate the guy. I think he's a piece of shit, but oh my God, is he a brilliant head coach? I mean, you're talking about greatest all like 
greatest. He is the greatest coach in NFL history, right? Though that what in a year where everybody thought that they were going to be rebuilding, they did that last season. They're the number one seed, right? They're they're at the top of the AFC. You know, they're going to end up getting the only buy if if they can kind of hold out on these last couple weeks. You know. He's and always you're been, taking a rookie. You're taking a rookie quarterback and not making him do more than he has to. Right. Look at the move that he made in the when, when they played the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Right. Not playing Malcolm Butler like that was a big like throw your Johnson on the table kind of move. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nick, what do you got? Final thoughts? Yeah. Um, I think we we talked about it a little bit. Just I think that now's the time where we have to expect this team to make the playoffs. Yeah. So I think that it's shifted, right? It's went into the year as we're not expecting much. We're hoping to see progress, but they put themselves in a good position now where the division that, you know, the NFC East is better than it has been in the last couple of years right now, obviously, but it's really the Cowboys who I've watched a couple of games. They're not that great either. Um, the Redskins are hot, but I think the Eagles should beat them twice. The Gi- this put you know and if you beat those Giants what are you seven and six right now going into your bye yeah but that does make a big difference so like that could come back to bite them in the ass because of the poor you know poor game planning some mistakes from from your quarterback because um, your defense did play did do their job right so I think that we have to expect this team to be a seven or an eight seed do I expect them to win a game no I don't but in the playoffs anything can happen if you run the ball if we pull a Bill Belichick and we run the ball thirty five fucking times right. In December, you know, in in January, you could win. Um, there's, you know, I've been watching a lot of other games too, and I think that there's really only a couple teams that I think are worthy of a Super Bowl. This this is a year of parity in the league, I believe. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. There's everybody, you know, start off the Chiefs are done, they're toast. They come back, they figured it out. Spags, Spagnuolo got their defense playing good. Um, the Bills were supposed to be the number one seed. We're seeing, I don't know what they can't get out of their own way doing. They're still, they have the number one or two defense and you have Josh Allen and, and Stefan Diggs and you just, you just can't win. It doesn't, you know, like did they, their defense played great yesterday. Like they had the one big run to Damian Harris, but you gave up what? 14 they gave, points. They gave up 14 points. It's the same way that the Eagles should not have lost that game to the giants. Yeah. They gave up 13 points. They did their job. They did their job. Exactly. Like, you can't expect your defense to like you go no game up and my defense is going to keep them under 20. Like that's great. If it happens, you should win that game every time. So I, I think like I, I was talking about it earlier, they were talking about like, Oh, is it Brady uh, Belichick's Super Bowl possible? I'm like, it's possible, but I still, I think this is the Aaron Rodgers year, man. He's finally going to do it. He's going to get him. Back really? Um, it's my- his playoffs. That he, his playoffs. He's, he chokes. I mean, yeah, we'll see. I think it, everybody gets the monkey off their back sometimes, right? It was a problem for Peyton Manning before he won the first one. The difference is Rodgers won it early in his career and it hasn't been able to get True. back. Um, just the NFC, like, did the Cardinals, they're okay. I watched them play a couple times. Like, I feel like they win a lot, but I don't know. They don't like it. They don't really wow me. The Chiefs are, you know, the Chiefs, if they get hot, though, they're, they're, they're going to be really tough for the pay. You know, that's probably the AFC championship game if everything goes the way it's been going, it's probably going to end up being Patriots Chiefs to be a really good, really good game. I mean, we'll see. Two good coaches going at it, but well, well then, like then the Patriots are going to the Super Bowl because Andy Reid can't beat them. Yeah, I just, I just don't, I just like that this year. It's more so like, hey, there's not one team you're watching. Like, all right, this team's gonna, this team's the best. You know, going yeah. into my thought, oh, the Rams, like they're loading up. The Bucks are going to be good. The Chiefs, but there's. You know, there's always teams that come up. The Cardinals, you know what I mean? Like the Cardinals this year. Mm-hmm. And then now you got the Patriots and the AFC is, is wide open. So, you know, anybody, anybody. Both both, both divisions are wide open. Yeah. Really are. There is not a, there is not one team for, you know, like you were saying, for a while it looked like the Cardinals were that team that was, you know, setting the world afire. And then they got hit with the injury bug. They slowed down. Now they're getting players back. Maybe they come back. You know, the Bills, they, that was a team for a while. No, no one team is already in position to claim right. either of the top spots. The only thing that is for certain, the Detroit Lions are not going to make the playoffs. It's a sad day. 
<laughs> there was still there was still a scenario as of this past weekend where they could have. Do you know that? Yeah, they were they weren't technically eliminated yet. Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> and listen for for my you know final thoughts. I think you know I'd be remiss if we didn't kind of speak to the probably the team that has been most successful in this city in the last couple of years, the Union, uh, in their playoff run. Uh, there are only you know, 13 years into their franchise um, and the the fan base that they've built up and the environment that they've built up and the, the homegrown talent that they have. Um, just huge shout out to them. And they're, you know, they, they kind of got, you know, they got screwed. They kind of, they, they did get screwed in having, you know, they had, you know, what amounted to half their roster, you know, their best player, the goal, the, the goalie uh, being out, they had 11 guys out with COVID um, I think, you know, all the, the, the future is bright. The environment is great down there. Um, if you haven't had a chance to get down there, get down there. Um, and you know, the head coach is, a actually a family friend, um, a, a guy that I went to high school with Jim Curtin. Um, so a guy who is, you know, as big a Philly sports fan as any of us. Um, so just huge shout out to all of them. Uh, so I think with that gentlemen, I think we're going to wrap it up. Um, you know, really appreciate Chip. Really appreciate you hopping on. Um, Thanks for having me, Nick. Good to have you back. Um, we're uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna roll out. We gotta you know go check out our our sponsors in the in the link tree in the bio. We got uh, lots of rain watches in our new uh, team clicks uh, sports themed uh, glassware and eyewear. So uh, go check them out, and then. Uh, you know, go do your shopping for the holiday season. Check out the the merch store. We got uh we got some new stuff. We might have uh something new dropping. We dropped a new uh Eagles album cover, uh some some artwork. Uh but with that, gentlemen, uh we're gonna we're gonna roll out. So uh go birds. Go birds, go birds. The Philadelphia Eagles are super. Bowl- E-A-T-L-E-S-E-R!